0: Dale and I was talking a while ago and we was talking about you know where it tells you go into your closet and pray. You know like what we was talking about that is simply God says get along with me. Just you and me. Be honest with me. I know what's going on. But sometimes you know to really get things done we really need to come before God and we need to be honest with God. Tell God what, what you need. Tell God what's going on in your life. Tell Him where you're hurt. He knows all this. But it's like you are getting real intimate with God. You're putting a faith and trust in God that when you get along with Him like that, you know. Just like I said, I love that about David. When he said, when I came before God and I confessed everything, he said, and I held nothing back. He said, I told God everything. Which God already knew. But then David got rid of it too. He said, my God knows. My God will take care of it. And he did. And sometimes that's what we have to do. We have to get alone with God. Nobody around us. And you know, it talks about a closet. And if if you've got a, a little room or something you want to go into, do that. But all it's simply saying is get along with me. Get out of the crowds. This is between you and me. Because sometimes God don't need a bunch of people around. Sometimes He needs to talk back to you. That's what prayer is. You are talking to God, but then you need to sit there and give God time to talk back to you. Sometimes we want to rush God. God, I need this and I need that, and thank you. And then you're gone. Terry there for just a little time and listen to that little small voice, still voice. And sometimes you have to listen. And it's not like it's an audible voice, but it's a lot of times it's like a, a It's just like a feeling that comes over you. You know that God is saying something to you and it is so quiet and so small that you're the only one that can hear it. Just give God a chance to talk to you. Tarry there for a little bit. Don't be in such a big hurry to go do something else. When you've got a problem, tarry with God and visit with him. Visit with him. Tell him how much you love him. Praise him before you even start praying. You know, that's something that many of us don't do. Is praise God for what he already has done and start thanking him for what he's going to do. But just give him praise. Show him you love him. Tell him you love him. But tonight, what I've I've entitled this little message, I kind of told you what it was about, but I entitled it, What Faith Can Do. And uh, it's going to be in the book of Luke. It's going to be uh, Luke chapter 7. I'm going to look at verses 1 through 10. And uh, there's some things in here that we don't stop and think about, but it's a good lesson for us also as to what this centurion, the faith, that he showed, and when when God saw this faith, when Jesus saw this faith, it said that Jesus marveled. He was astonished at this this non-Jewish guy's faith. And on top of that, he was a Roman. And he was a centurion, a soldier. He was a captain. And the Romans didn't have too good of a reputation in Israel the way they treated the people. But this centurion here, he was different. There was something about him, and I'll I'll kind of show you what I believe it is in a minute, but I believe some of the things this centurion did, God has called this centurion for a very special purpose. And there's some of you in here that God wants to use in a very special way. And you just have to let Him do it. And it's it's scary. It's scary. God, I don't know if I can... If God calls you to do it, you're not doing it on your own. He is helping you do it. He don't just send you out to do something that you've never done or that you don't know if you can do. He's right there guiding you, instructing you, helping you to do what He has called you to do. So if you feel a calling in your life that God wants you to do something then do it. God, lead me into what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to do and how you want me to do it. Here I'm going to start out in in Luke chapter 7, verse 1. It says, Now when Jesus had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. He had been out with his disciples and he had been preaching, teaching, healing. You know, that was a threefold ministry that Jesus had. He taught, he healed, and he preached. He, he, Jesus was always telling about God, about God's love for them. Jesus had that special thing. I guess Jesus did more healing. He did a lot of healing. And this centurion it says that when he heard that Jesus was near or he heard that Jesus was there, he sent for Jesus. Now, I don't know if he'd ever seen Jesus do anything it doesn't tell us, but he had heard so much of Jesus' miracles and the things he did of the blind eyes opened, that the deaf's ears were open, that leprosy was healed, he had heard all this about Jesus. And this grew the faith in this centurion. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear the word of God, the more your faith should grow. When you hear about how all the things that God's done, his love, all his miracles, everything like that, and we have to remember, and I've said it, and it's just—and we have to get this into our mind that God is not a respecter of persons. What he will do for one, he will do for somebody else. And that's why I think that everybody should have a testimony. And you need to tell people. When you tell people about what God has done in your life, you're inspiring them. You say, hey, if he'll do this for Walter, he'll do this for Lynn Dale, Beverly, whatever, he will do it for me. He loves me just as much as he loves them. And that's true. God loves each one of us. We belong to him. You are special to God. And uh, it says, and then uh, here in Luke 7, 2, it said, A certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him or very special to him was sick and ready to die. He was at death's door. And uh, a lot of times, the centurion's concern for this servant, it was different than what most, most of the Roman soldiers, their attitude. Their servants, were, that's all they were, were just servants. Just, just mere servants. But this servant to this centurion was special. And many times, when a servant grows up, maybe in that family, they become like family. They become very special. And they fall in love with them. What about uh, <clears throat> well? It's it's it, it just like many servants in the olden times were looked at by many as just servants, and then there were some of them that were brought into the house to live. That was what this servant here. He was brought into the house. And he was like one of the family. And he was very special to this centurion. And this centurion was really worried about him. And he's wanting him healed. He's wanting him to to get well. And uh, here in Luke 7.3 it says, And when the centurion heard of Jesus, or heard that Jesus was near, he sent unto Jesus. He sent for him, but look how he did it. He did not go himself. He sent the elders of the Jews. He sent them. Beseeching or asking him if he would come and heal his servant. Now, most of the time the Jews and the Romans did not get along at all. They did not get along. But this centurion, this Roman centurion, and centurion was simply centurion meant he was over like a hundred soldiers. He had a hundred soldiers under him. It's just like century. Century means a hundred. Well, centurion means he was over about a hundred. So this centurion captain had about a hundred soldiers under him, and uh, most of these soldiers. or or the centurion, they were not thought of very highly because they were very rude, arrogant, prideful, and treated everybody so low that they didn't like those centurions. They didn't care for them at all. But this centurion here was different. He was different. And... uh, This is what I was saying a while ago, that this centurion here, some of the authors or or some of the the, uh, theologians thought that this centurion was truly called by God to be among these Jewish people. And uh, this centurion was drawn to Christ by God himself. This centurion was it's like he had a special relationship with Christ that he didn't even know him, but he had heard so much about him. He wanted to meet him. He believed in him. He believed he was the son of God. And, uh, but here in John, chapter 6, verse 44 through 45, now listen, this is why they think this Centurion was a special man, that he was drawn by God to the Jewish people to help them. It says, no man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draws him. You know, it's hard for uh, somebody just to come to God. It's like you have to be drawn. You have to feel a call and a pull to come to God and serve him. And uh, It says, It is written in the prophets, they shall be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that has heard, has learned of the Father, comes to me. To come to God, we have to be drawn. He draws us. There's a special something there that He pulls you to Him. Because He's got a special plan for you. And He wants you to serve Him. And therefore, he pulls you, guides you to come unto him. And <clears throat> he said, the centurion had heard about all the great miracles that Jesus had performed, and he believed that Jesus was more than just a mere man. He believed in his heart that Jesus truly was the Son of God. Because you know, there, he said that uh, he felt that Jesus had. Uh, Ability and powers beyond just a normal man. All the things that Jesus had done, no other normal man, no man could do these things. And so he knew that something was very special about Jesus and all the things that he had heard about him. It drew him to Christ. It drew him to Christ. <clears throat> and he sent the elders to speak to Jesus because he thought that the elders would have more influence on Jesus' coming to his house to see his servant. And uh, this centurion believed that Jesus could heal. He felt in his heart that Jesus would truly help his servant to recover. And when and when the elders, or when they, the elders came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying that he, the centurion, was worthy. Now listen, the, the Jews... Loved this centurion, that he was around. They loved him, and uh, it says that he was worthy for whom he should do this. That this centurion was worthy that Jesus should come to his house and heal his servants. And it says, for he the centurion loves our nation, and he has built us a synagogue. He has built them. He built them a place to worship God. And these elders were from that synagogue. I don't know if this centurion had men to help build this synagogue, whether he supplied money. I'm sure he did all of it. He probably had soldiers helping build it. He supplied money. But he had this synagogue built so these Jews would have a place to worship God. And these Jews were so thankful for what he had done, I mean, they would have done just about anything for this centurion because of, of his love for the Jewish people. They were, like I said, God drew him to these Jewish people because these Jewish people, even through this centurion, they learned more about God. They learned more about Christ. Remember that many of the, of the Jew, Jewish elders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they didn't get along. They didn't get along. And they was worried that uh, well Jesus listened to us whenever we asked him to come to see the centurion. Well, he listened to us. You know, we have our differences. They, they weren't even sure who Jesus was. They didn't, they didn't really, a lot of them didn't believe he was the Son of God. They just believed he was a good prophet, a good man, but they, but many of them said he was a blasphemer, that he called himself the son of God. So there was a lot of difference there between them, and uh, then it says here in Luke six, then Jesus went with them. They confronted Jesus, told him about this in turn, and Jesus says, "Yes, I'll go." so Jesus went with him and when he was not far from the house from the centurion's house the centurion sent friends to him saying unto him Lord trouble not thyself for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof Lord I'm not worthy that you should even come under my roof that you should even come to my house the centurion felt unworthy of having Jesus to do such an inconvenience to, to, for Jesus to come and heal his servant. Oh, he loved his servant. But he felt like he was really putting Jesus out, asking him to come all the way to his house. He said, and I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. And uh, But the centurion also had the faith to know that Jesus could heal his servant just speaking the word. Just speaking the word. This centurion was very humble and like I said, he felt unworthy for Jesus to come to his house. The centurion believes, like I said a while ago, that Jesus was the Son of God and he had all the power and the authority that God had. That he could do these things. He could do what God could do. And then here in Luke 7 through 8, it says, Wherefore neither thought I myself, this is the centurion talking, wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come to you. He says, I didn't think myself worthy enough to even come and ask you to do this. But, if you'll just say the word, and my servant shall be healed now this here is that interior but if you you don't have to come into my house i'm not it's not i'm not worthy for you to come under my roof but if you would just simply speak the word if you would just simply say the words my servant shall be healed and then he goes on this is where Jesus is really impressed he says i understand what you said i understand your authority lord For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say unto one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. He said, I understand what authority is. I have authority, but your authority is so much greater than what mine is. But I do understand authority. Because I am a man of authority and I have these people under me. Whatever I tell them to do, they do. He says, And Lord, all you have to do is speak the word and my servant shall be healed. You know, then in Luke 7, 9, it says, When Jesus heard these things, or heard heard the centurion talking about, about these things, he said he marveled. He was astonished at such a faith of a man. And and when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about. Evidently, he was afraid. But he took that centurion and turned him around to where the other people were so they could see him, see his face. And said unto them, I have not found so great a faith. No, not in Israel. He says, I have not seen This such a great faith as I see in this man right here. He said, I haven't seen that kind of faith. Jesus saw the greatness of the centurion's faith. The kind of faith, uh, we talked about this one time. This here is the kind of faith that we talked about that moves mountains. When you have this kind of faith, I have not seen this kind of faith. He said, Lord, I believe you. And if you will just simply speak the word, my servant will be healed this centurion was absolutely sure that all Jesus had to do was speak the word and his centurion and his servants would be healed you know Jesus said to these people the Jews and he's saying it to us too you should have this kind of faith I wish you all had this kind of faith. The faith that this centurion, that this Roman, that this Gentile has. If you would all have this kind of faith, we could accomplish so much, so much sooner. Then you Luke Luke 7.10. And they, excuse me, and, the, and they that were sent returned to the house. Those that were sent to Jesus, they returned to the house and found the servant whole or healed that had been sick. I mean, by the time they could even get back to the house. This was an immediate healing. All Jesus done was spoke the word for this servant to be healed and instantaneously that servant was healed. You know, sometimes we're healed instantly and sometimes it's a gradual healing. We saw where he spoke to some uh, leopards. And he told them, "Go show yourself to the priest." And he says, "And they were healed as they went. It wasn't instantaneous. They were healed as they went. So sometimes we get an instant healing. Sometimes it's a gradual healing. But sometimes in a gradual healing, you know what that's doing? That's checking our faith. Are you still believing God for healing? It wasn't instant. It was taking a little time. And during that time, maybe we're checking out ourselves. And Jesus is looking. Do you have the faith to believe that you are healed? And many times when Jesus healed somebody, He also told them, go and let it be according to your faith. If you believe you're healed, then you're healed. If you believe you, I have not healed you, you have not been healed. Many times, it's according to our faith as to what Jesus does in our life. How the healings come. Whether it's instantaneous, whether it's gradual, or what. But even if it's a slow healing, we still need to hold on to that faith and thank in Jesus each and every time that we come from, Lord, thank you for my healing. Thank you for my healing. Thank you that I am being healed. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And don't give up. Don't quit thanking God. Just because you didn't see it instantaneous does not mean that you're not being healed. Sometimes we're checking our own faith. Jesus is checking our faith, letting us see what our faith is. Do we really believe? It's just like the woman with the issue of blood. For years and years, she suffered. And one day, she came and and said, and she fought her way through the crowd. She got down, she was on her knees, and she she said, she touched the hem of his garment, believing, oh, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch his garment, I shall be healed. And you know, the moment she touched him, touched that garment, he stopped. He said, who touched me? The disciples looked at him and said, what do you mean who touched you? People are pushing around on you all over. We're in a crowd." He says, no. I felt virtue go out of me. I felt power, in other words. I felt power leave me. The faith of this woman drew the power of Jesus out. And he touched her. And she was healed. She was scared. When well, he said, who touched me? And that little woman said, Lord, it was me. And he said, your faith has made you whole. And she was healed right then and there. It all depends on our faith as to what God does in our life in the way of healings. Do we have the faith that this centurion had? See, it was through the faith the centurion had that this servant was healed. It didn't say, it didn't say Jesus even went into the house. It didn't say Jesus touched him. But he simply spoke the word. And that's what he's still doing today. He said, He's in heaven right now, sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us through prayer in our prayers. He takes our prayers, presents them to God. But when we pray and we want healing, Jesus simply has to speak the word. There is no distance in prayer and there's no distance in healing. If you've got the faith to believe that Jesus is touching you and can touch you, He will. He will. You just simply have to have the faith. The stories are about like this here about the centurion who was not, he was just simply a Gentile. He wasn't a Jew. But he says, I wish you all had his kind of faith. I wish wish people could say that about us. I just wish I had your kind of faith. I just wish I could believe like you believe. I wish I knew Jesus like you know Jesus. You can be such a blessing to people. When you get that opportunity and you can run across somebody, I don't care if you know them or not. If they're going through something, just simply ask them a question. Could I pray with you? You'll have very few people turn you down. I guarantee you. You have very, very few people turn you down. And you reach down there, you get a hold of their hand. That's sort of like that sick person touching the hem of the garment. I guarantee you, if your faith is strong, you will feel something leave you. You're going to know that through your faith that somebody was touched. That somebody was healed. You may have just changed a whole life. You may have just turned somebody to Christ that would otherwise not have come. Never lose that opportunity if you get this chance to pray for somebody. You're honoring Christ. You're lifting Him up. And they're seeing your faith. Like I said many times, you can get somebody healed because of your faith. And you just pray that Lord, they will see my faith and they will want that faith and they will receive that faith. Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll touch them mightily and they'll know it's you. And you'll change their life. Until you pray for somebody. So you reach down there and touch them. And they can feel that very Spirit of God in you. You can do so much. You can do so much for somebody else. You can show them the compassion of Christ. You can show them His compassion. Through how, how you feel. So, never, ever underestimate the power of prayer and faith. The more faith you have, the more you're going to bless somebody else. Just like this centurion got his servant healed simply because of his faith. If, if you think you like faith, ask God to help your faith said, Lord, help me in my faith. That's a a good prayer for God to help you in your faith. So let's just think about this centurion when we get that opportunity to pray for somebody. The centurion had faith and I know I've got as much faith as that centurion does and I know God will honor that. So, But anyway, I just wanted to show you tonight that that you can help others simply by showing them your faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for that centurion, for his faith, for showing us, Lord, by faith we can help others. Even though they may not have faith yet, but Lord, when they see our faith and they see that our faith has healed them, has brought them what they needed, Lord, it changes their life. And Lord, we just pray that whenever we have that opportunity that we can change a life and draw them to Christ. So Lord, just ask you to give us that faith, to help us in our faith, and Lord, let us always take that opportunity when we have it to pray for somebody else and show them our faith in you because we honestly believe what your word says, that you are truly the Son of God. And Lord... Thank you for the people here tonight. Bless them. Be with them, Lord. And make their faith even stronger than what it is now. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.